Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. All right. Yes, this is the WCHL podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry. And on this edition of the WCHL podcast, we're going to continue talking to some players. No Andrew, thankfully. Um, and this on this podcast, we have uh, we talk with UNLV defenseman Matias Del Monte. Uh, but before we get started, we got to acknowledge something because it, I, I, I'm just torn up about this. While I was talking with, with Matias... And we had a great conversation, geez, for about 30 minutes or so when we talked all about growing up in, uh, in, in, over in the Vancouver area on Vancouver Island and um, playing in uh, uh, the British Columbia League and then going down to Amarillo and then finding his way to Utica College before he went to UNLV. But for some reason, we had the technical hiccup. We had a power surge here at the uh, Casa de Camiche and... We lost like the first 30 minutes of our conversation. So it's absolutely maddening. And I apologize to big number 44 from UNLV up front uh, because we uh, lost a, a, a lot of great conversation. And um, I really wish that um, there was a way that I could recover it. However, the SD card that we record these things on is fried as a result. And it also blew out a, a, a surge protector. I guess the surge protector did its job because our equipment is fine, but the uh, the SD card did not uh, did not survive. So what you're going to hear in uh, the next couple of minutes is the last 20, 25 minutes or so of my conversation with Matthias after we had to reconnect because it literally cut off the uh, the, the communication. So I apologize in advance for the uh, technical mishaps that started this, but I hope that you still find the next 20, 25 minutes or so of talking with Matias Del Monte useful and insightful. He's a sharp guy and uh, represents uh, UNLV very, very well. Here we go. All right, Matias. Hey, I'm sorry about that. We were, I was, uh, you were talking about Las Vegas and all of a sudden, I lost power. So that tells you how crappy of a podcast this is. I don't even have a backup generator or anything. So, uh, anyways, let, let me let me ask. I apologize for for geez, blowing up your great answer. So uh, let let me ask this: you've uh, what well, you've been at UNLV for a little while now, for over almost over. Your, this is your second year. What's been the most memorable moment that you've had playing there at UNLV? Oh, that's a good question. There's a lot of stuff comes to mind. Well, what's um, like what? I think last year we had uh, the trip we took to Liberty. We went into Liberty, uh, played one of the big midnight games, and uh, swept the weekend there in Lynchburg, and that was a lot of fun. And I think that was uh, some of the best hockey our group has played together. Yeah. Do you like those midnight games? They kind of throw my schedule off a bit. I can't, I can't lie. I can't lie. But uh, it's a super cool atmosphere. Everyone I've played in has been uh, 
awesome both at home and that game in liberty were a blast liberty liberty does it like two or three times a semester you guys have done it what once or twice a year i think once a year right we do ours once a year they, well them they uh it's a bit of a hack for them obviously they have great attendance regardless but uh they usually have curfew yeah. So all those kids that's that's the latest they get to stay out is for those liberty hockey games <laughs> it's crazy because you know it's uh all goody two shoes and um you know a lot of strict uh honor codes or codes of conduct let's say but when those kids when those liberty kids get out to the rink it's like you know all no holds barred all all conditions are gone the only thing they can't do is cuss Oh, they still cuss. Oh, wait a second. They, they cuss. You hear it all the time from the stands. <laughs> the um, uh, so the midnight games throw you off, throw you off your schedule, though, huh? They do. They mess with my nap schedule. Okay. Yeah. If if there's one thing I've learned, it's hockey players are heavy nappers. They they they're devoted to the naps. Yeah, so. you have to be. Other, okay, okay, so playing at the Lahai Center and beating Liberty twice in the midnight games—that was a fun thing. What what else was a great uh, little time? I imagine going to Chicago and winning that Chicago Showcase had to be exciting as well. I wasn't on the team that year. No I way! Was, oh, that was the year before. The year before my arrival. This year, you got to the Chicago Showcase and you had uh, had some adversity. Two one goal. We did. Yeah, two one goal uh, losses, but then you came back and uh, smoked number one. Yeah, it was an interesting weekend. It was, uh, you know, we were we were definitely flat in that first game against Illinois State, and uh, that was disappointing. And then, you know, we came out, and that game against Ohio, our second game there, was honestly a great hockey game. I mean, we went back and forth all night, and we lost a one-goal game to a great team, and uh, it was frustrating. Obviously, we dug ourselves a hole, but losing that first game to Illinois State, but it was... Uh, probably the most unexpected way the weekend could have gone yeah but winning that last game was awesome and it set us on a great path i mean we had jamestown uh, our last set before the break and those were another two great games and i think uh our team is doing a great job of matching up with these top teams in the country yeah come on i mean unlv is a top five team in the country easily and you've gone toe to you beat number one Minot. You've gone toe to toe with uh, Jamestown, and they're what number three. You split them, and, yep. but for a, a goofy bounce, that uh, that second game uh, against Jamestown probably would have gone to overtime. But for a goofy bounce over Wixon's uh, Wixon stick, so uh, I mean UNLV is one of one of the top teams in the nation. What uh, what's it like for you? And, and I'm going to say this gently because I am the commissioner of the entire Western Collegiate yeah. Hockey League, but you're one of the top five teams in the nation, yet there are times when you have to play somebody who's not top five, that's top 30 or 40. Is there, do you, do you, do you plan the same way? Do you get up mentally the same way? Or is it still, you know, do you recognize, eh, I don't really need to, you know, get into fifth gear for these guys. I can just get into third gear and go easy. I think that's the big mental challenge of it is, you know, when we play against those elite, elite teams, you know, they, they bring the best out of you. You know, you have to, you have to dig deep and find your good habits to, to keep up the pace. And, you know, you, you can't make mistakes against those teams. And one thing that, you know, I'm sure it's important for all it's every, all those top five teams in the country are having the same discussion within their dressing rooms is, 
how to attack every game, no matter who you're playing with that same mentality and establish those habits and play that kind of relentless air free game style, no matter who's on the other side. The um, you, you just played Jamestown. You've already played Ohio. You've played uh, Minot state. You've gone toe to toe also now with Arizona, Arizona state, all teams that are in the top 20, most of them in the top 10, um, what's, what's been the biggest, uh, challenge so far this season for, uh, for, for the skating rebels? I think for us, it's, uh, limiting, just limiting our mistakes. I think we have a great overall game. It's just, you know, these games where any game that we've dropped this year has been a collection of, you know, us taking a bad penalty at a bad time. Um, you know, us listen, missing an assignment and those are, that's exactly what happened last year against, you know, we, we lose in the quarterfinals against Liberty. When it cuts to nationals, you know, that's what those games come down to. They're two great teams playing at their best, and it comes down to who can mitigate their mistakes. The, uh, it, you know, let's, let's talk about nationals, uh, because at the end of that game, obviously, there was an incident in the handshake line. At the end of the Illinois State game in Chicago, there was an incident. At the end of the Ohio game, there was an incident. Is that is that what's going on there? Is that just uh, team guys not used to losing, or is that um, just frustration with the other team or with themselves? What what causes that to happen? I think it's definitely that a fr- combination of you know frustration from losing, and I think those games, you know, when they are those are such tight games that where there is so much on the line that the intensity is ramped up and. Um, it's happened to, I mean, we've seen it in games where we've, you know, where we've been on the other side where we're like, Oh, you know, you know, these guys are coming after us at the end of the game, but yeah, you know, obviously we do this, we end up doing the same when, when we're dropping those close games. And I think it's just, yeah, it's, uh, kind of an, uh, overboiling of emotions during, in those tight instances. And then, you know, when we're, uh, when we're coming out on the wrong side of it, then, you know, we've had a couple guys lash out at the end of games. Yeah. Is that uh, is part of the leadership of the team? Is that something you have to address, or is that something where everyone just goes, ah, well, you know, that was a one-off and it won't happen again, type of a thing? It's something we've addressed. You know, every time it's happened, it's uh, it's just you know, it's something you can. It's so easy to say after the fact. You know, we we you know we hold guys accountable, and they say, you know, that's my bad. You know, I, I won't it won't happen again. Yeah, and then you know it's we're losing a game and it's guys get into it. You know, the, that last whistle guys are battling and sorry, you know, that's, uh, that's hockey. Okay. All right. What's the, uh, UNLV as a result of those things, UNLV kind of has a, uh, we, you know, we're talking about the misconceptions, UNLV hockey in particular kind of has that, Oh, let's say villain, um, uh, con- you know, concept. People kind of see UNLV walking around with the black hat, um, you know, if this was a, a pro wrestling type thing, UNLV mm. would be a heel. Is that uh, something you recognize? Is that is that something? Is that a misconception that people have, or is that something that UNLV embraces? Uh, I don't think that's a misconception. I think uh, I think we play hard. I think we have a certain swagger that comes with you know the success we've had recently, and you know it's. Uh, it's something that when you find the exact right gauge of that kind of that aggression and swagger, 
it really sways in our favor. But there are times where, you know, we there's guys on our team where, you know, it'll get us into penalty trouble or whatnot. And it's for us, it's about finding that perfect kind of balance of, you know, intimidation and aggression and swagger, but also staying composed and uh, disciplined. When I was, uh, this is going to age me, Matias, but when I was growing up, when I was in college, UNLV basketball was the, was, it was it, right? Jerry Tarkanian, Tark the Shark. Yeah, Tark the Shark. You know, his, I, I went to University of Oklahoma and we had Billy Tubbs and all, all those guys and it was run and gun basketball. And both of those programs were kind of like the, the black sheep of the NCAA. We weren't the Dukes. We weren't the North Carolinas. We weren't the St. John's or the Georgetowns. But, man, we played a fast and loose, fun style of basketball to watch, and we didn't give two rips what anybody else thought about us. You didn't like us? Go ahead and beat us. And I kind of see that same attitude with UNLV, and I mean that in a good way. You guys are very talented, very fast, a lot of speed, you got a lot of size with yourself in the blue line. You got an incredible goaltender between the pipes. And it's one of those deals like, yeah, we're good and we know it, you know, and we're going to come out and kick your butt. And you you don't want a piece of this? Well, then, you know, we'll shut us up type of a thing. Is that, am I off base in that? Is that kind of the, you mentioned a swagger. Is that something that you guys have or is that just me dreaming? No, I think that's, that's spot on. That's exactly what we say is, you know, if, uh, if you don't like you don't like kind of how we play or what we do or anything about our program, then you know beat us, beat us, and then we'll you know then you have that over us. Because at the end of the day, that's that's what it comes down to. But yeah, you know we'll, we'll play teams where they say, oh, you, you know, you guys never shut up, you guys chirp too much, you know, oh, a bunch of different stuff. And you know, for us at the end of the day, if if we're winning, that's what's working. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's that's just it, right? Tarkanian and uh, uh, the Oklahoma basketball team, they would always say, you don't want to get beat by 100, and then don't get beat by 100, get better. So, uh, I, yeah, I think that, I think that's a that, that's something that uh, UNLV should embrace. Heck, if I, you know, I would get everybody black hats and let you guys wear those things all the damn time and say, yep, here we are, you know, come and get us. <laughs> So tell me about, uh, tell me about the, the favorite rink you play at the city national arena. Um, it gets a, a, a ton of, uh, it gets an absolute ton of great support. You get great support there in Las Vegas from, from the fans. Um, what's the favorite rink that you, that you've played in here within the ACHA at least, but not, that's not the city national arena. Oh, that's a great question. I think that, uh, I think that Liberty's rink is the coolest. I mean, that place is beautiful, and I, I love that kind of loud opposing team environment. And you know, being able to shut them up two nights in a row was pretty special. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's been my favorite rink so far. It's tough to get to, isn't it? I mean, it is. Oh my god! It's not like you can fly right into Las Vegas and boom, you're at the rink thirty minutes later. No, you you fly into Raleigh and you drive through. My, hundreds of miles of what seems like nothing and then you get to lynchburg virginia and it's a little bit more nothing <laughs> is it is is it uh, a little bit utica like or is was utica more civilized than lynchburg and utica, again, was, no, utica no, feels much more civilized than lynchburg okay all right i was gonna say nobody from lynchburg listens to this this is this is uh, a, a PG I don't know podcast. In lynchburg yeah <laughs> <laughs> who's uh on on the team the well let, let's ask i mean 
Las Vegas is going through a renaissance, if you will, in terms of sports. You now have the the Raiders there. You've had the um, you've got the Golden Knights who just won the Stanley Cup. You've got the Silver Knights that are nearby. You're going to get the Oakland A's. Um, and you what you just recently had the NBA All Star Game, and now what you had the F one Formula One guys there. Um, yeah. What's it like living in a in a city where? And again, not just because it's Las Vegas, but you've got a lot of sports options, and especially hockey with the Stanley Cup champions there. What's what's that like, or is or does that not play? Does that not come into into account for for Matthias because you're too busy studying and playing hockey yourself? It's uh, I mean, as much as I you know, I put my time in, in the gym, on the ice, and in the uh, in the classroom. I'll get I'll preface with that, but no, it's great having having all those options. I mean, Knights games are a blast. Um, you know, the, with the, having the Raiders at Allegiant, that's a state of the art facility. Those games are amazing. And, uh, you know, we were actually just getting back from Chicago when F1 was going on, but we got to a little viewing spot and it's, uh, it's been a pretty great, I mean, the Super Bowl is here in February. It's a pretty good, uh, good run of sporting events that we've been able to catch since being here. Yeah, not Utica, not Amarillo, definitely not Lynchburg, right? <laughs> definitely not. All right. Tell me, uh, on the, on the UNLV team, you got a bunch of characters. Uh, who's, who's the, who's the funniest teammate on, on your UNLV team? And who knows, maybe you're it, maybe you're the, the, the team joker, but who's, who do you think is the uh, funniest teammate? Funniest teammate. There. We got some good, uh, a good variety of comedy on the team. I'm uh, pretty. I've been pretty impressed with it since I've gotten here. Yeah, I'll give. Uh, he sits close to me, so I hear him a lot in the dressing room, and <laughs> he's he's, got, he's cracking wise. I'll give Jaden S. I'll give Jaden S. the title. What is what is it that Jaden does that uh, that that makes you chuckle and gives you great? Is it because of what he says in the locker room since he's next to you? Is it because of his chirps on the ice? All of the above? Is he a, a dancer on the on the team bus? I like his impressions a lot. He's got a lot of good impressions. Um, he does a great. He's got a lot of great quotes in the bank. He can uh, pull some great references. I like. Uh, I like his style of humor. <laughs> okay, all right. And then um, you 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 mentioned earlier that you played with some guys that uh, you know in in juniors and when you're at the academy, you play with some guys that are in the NHL right now. If we were to grab your phone and your contacts, who's the who's the most famous person or contact that's in your phone right now? Don't don't say don't say Beyonce or uh, you know somebody like that. No, no one too huge. Um, one of my one of my good childhood friends grew up. Uh, I grew up with. He played for the Knights for a few years, and uh, his brother got married this summer. And Nick Hague came out to the wedding. So I think I got his contact in the phone and okay. he's a great guy. So I'll say, I think he's the, I think he's the biggest celebrity I've got in the phone. All right, right well, I didn't, I didn't want to intrude on your personal life with all the, all the <laughs> female celebrities that are in your, in your contacts. So I didn't, that's why I brought up Beyonce. So, uh, all right, well tell me, um, before we get out of here, you've, you're right now, UNLV is leading the conference in terms of points. Um, but you're, nip and tuck you got central oklahoma right on your heels and you got central oklahoma coming to your place this season 
Um, what's talk or if you could, what does that rivalry? Because I know that you've 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 got a rivalry with Arizona State. You've got a rivalry rivalry with Utah. You've now have a rivalry with Liberty and with Minot. But that rivalry with Central Oklahoma feels a little different. Um, it, it, does it feel different to you? Am I just blowing smoke? Um, because it seems like a lot of a lot of uh, the season for both teams is going to come down to that weekend in February in Las Vegas. Yeah, there's definitely there's no question that uh, I know I guarantee you they're aware of it, and I know we are aware of it. Is the you know the implication that weekend has. Uh, not to look ahead of, of any of our other components because we know when we go to Utah, you know, can't look past them. They stole one from us there last year. But, uh, no, that weekend with Central Oklahoma is definitely scheduled. And I'd say there's uh, – I wasn't there. It was the year prior to me getting to UNLV. But um, UNLV, the boys the year before I got there, they knocked uh, UCO – or UCO beat them in the semifinals, sorry. And I know there's a lot of bad blood there. There was, we played them once last year and right at the start of the year. And that was a chippy game. And I think it's uh, a lot of skill between the two rosters, a lot of size, a lot of grit. It's, uh, it's fun hockey to play, but yeah, definitely a lot of bad blood. A lot of similarities between the two teams. They're both fast. They're both skilled. They both uh, kind of have that bad boy image. So they're, I'm not going to say they're mirror images of one another, but they're pretty damn close. Definitely a ton of similarities. Yeah, interesting. All right. Well, before we get out of here, um, you got to give us a, a good PG-rated uh, story about Coach Greener. Give us something that uh, that that he's that that's made the guys on the on the team bus laugh. What, what's something an idiosyncrasy that he has? Again, nobody listens, especially Coach Greener. So you're you're among friends here, but w- give us a good Coach Greener story. Something that's PG. You're putting me on the spot here. I I'm racking my brain, but in my time and my my year and a half experience with him, he's been. Uh, He's been pretty on it. There right. has to, I was trying to think of some, you know, maybe an error or a mishap that he's had, but <laughs> I would I would always I, I like to give Anthony a hard time every now and then when I see him about the uh you know, the the tight suits that he likes to wear. That's uh you know, I'm a little older so and a little thicker, so uh tightness isn't exactly my thing. But uh he and uh Anthony and the uh the coach at, at Minot are known for uh, their super tight suits, and Anthony never seems to wear socks. Um, so I always like to give him grief when, when on the few times when I do see I mean, him about that. He's on the new age fashion. That's how we all dress now. I, see, I, it's just me being old. You know, everyone's got these fancy haircuts and uh, you know, you know, tight fades and uh, these loafers that with what I would call high water pants and no socks. And I'm like, what is going on here? And sure enough, there he goes. This guy goes and gets behind the bench. And I'm like, I thought that was a player. I didn't know that was a, a, the coach. So, uh, yeah, I like to give him a hard time. All right. So he's a snazzy dresser and, uh, doesn't, doesn't give you guys a whole lot of, uh, comic, comic material to work with is what you're saying. No, no, nothing to really laugh at him about. All right. All right. Well, very good. Uh, grand plans here over the holidays. So you're, you've, you're up on the island. Santa's going to come and treat you nice, I'm sure. He's not going to bring you a lump of coal. 
And uh, are you going to go see uh, any Canucks games? Or are you going to go, or are you just going to chill out and uh, before you head back to Las Vegas to kick butt and take names the rest of the season? Maybe uh, maybe a Canucks game after Christmas. We'll see. They've got a couple home games, uh, 26th and 28th, I think, before I fly back. So maybe check out a Canucks game. But aside from that, a lot of time with family, a lot of time with friends, just uh, – you know, being a uh, being a good son, being a good friend. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't ask. Are, are you? Uh, how many are in your family in terms of brothers, sisters, or are you at one older sister? One older sister. Now, does she play hockey? She dances. She dances. Oh, even better. So she's she's an athlete, and she lets you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, very good. Well, good for her. So I didn't know if she was getting out there and schooling you, uh, on the ice as a, uh, you know, figure skater or a hockey player. So interesting, interesting. Well, very good. Well, Matias Del Monte, I appreciate your time tonight. Thank you, especially for putting up with me during our, when, I don't know what happened. The power went out. Jeez. I hope the first part of this podcast, uh, took, uh, if not, I'll just apologize and, uh, We'll hook up with big number 44 again, but uh, I look forward to seeing you. I might be seeing you um, in Las Vegas with a trophy, depending on how that UCO weekend goes. That could be interesting. Yes, sir. But I'll that definitely see you, see you in St. Louis at the Centene Community Ice Center um, because uh, UNLV is going to be there, top five team for sure right now, and uh, got nowhere to go but up, right? Yes, sir. You don't want to give any uh, any any bulletin board any material pr- predictions. UNLV and who else in the final four at nationals? UNLV and what other three teams are going to be there? I got no I got no predictions. I can't speak on anyone but ourselves. <laughs> but uh, but UNLV will be there. Gonna, yeah. yeah, we're going to come together. We'll be there. All right. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Matias, listen, thanks for putting up with my BS. Thanks for putting up with my craptastic podcast skills. And thanks for answering a lot of dumb questions. I wish you and your family a wonderful uh, Christmas and a safe holiday. Enjoy your time with family. And um, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing Big 44 on the ice again, knocking heads and taking names. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, But hey, as they say in hockey, Let's do that hockey. Yeah, let's do that hockey, Chance the Rapper. Again, I wish we had the full interview on there, um, but the technical gremlins got uh, the first 30 minutes of this or, or so. I, I can't thank Matias Del Monte enough. I can't thank UNLV Hockey enough. Um, he was great to talk to. He was absolutely wonderful to talk to. He gave him a hard time about Italy and uh you know where he's coming from italy obviously i was just over in italy and so i had i uh, thought we had something to um connect to he was telling me to go everywhere but rome that's the only place i went so um yeah, i apologize for the technical gremlins but i hope you enjoyed that last uh, couple of minutes that we were able to sa- uh, salvage for talking to uh, big number 44 obviously unlv and uco are on a uh, collision path for the wchl championship and in February, those two teams are going to meet at the City National Arena. And it sure does sound as if everyone's got those games circled. I have the game circled. Sounds like Matias and his crew have those games circled. I'm sure the Broncos up in Edmond have those games circled. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with my uh, technical uh, inabilities. And uh, we appreciate your support of the WCHL podcast and also, more importantly, of the WCHL and the ACHA and the players that play in it. 
everybody in the meantime stay safe stay warm enjoy the holidays um we want to see you at the rink pretty soon and in the meantime we're going to go look for another surge protector and maybe another sd card and hopefully we'll get some more uh interviews going take care <laughs>